great playing with you again, John. Yeah, absolutely. You too. Thanks. So um, we talked a little bit about some bass players. You mentioned the six-string bass and yeah. its origins. Why don't we talk about that mm -hmm. a little bit? Okay. Um, one of my favorite subjects, even though I'm playing a five today. Um, basically, it comes down to Anthony Jackson. Okay. Because early on, you know, there were some attempts before Fender made the bass six, mm -hmm. um, which was neat, but it was tuned like a guitar, just an octave down. Okay. Um, way cool instrument. I, mm -hmm. I really want one. Yeah. Um, but, eh. um, but it really came to Anthony Jackson, who was playing. Um, he had a uh, one of his basses. He basically tuned it B E A D. Okay. So he dropped it a fifth because he realized, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And I need this range down here. So he had a regular range and then he had the lower range. Yeah. And he was, you know, his thing has always been, it should have been six all along. Okay. Yes, it should have been six all along. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that's just it. Um, so I, the story that I have heard is he went to Carl Thompson okay. first and Carl went, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, then he ended up going to Ken Smith. Okay. And so they started working on them. There were a couple iterations. Um, so they made prototypes. Yeah. Designed. Um, I've actually done repairs on what is, the, he calls it a contrabass guitar. Which okay. That's a great, perfect name for it. Right. Um, I've actually worked on number two. Wow, was, that's cool. Yeah, it's prototype number two. The neck is massive. It is really thick. It's yeah. really heavy. Um, I can understand why they moved forward because <laughs> that thing is almost unplayable. It's so big. Wow. Um, but sounds really, really cool. But at the time, so at this time, other makers are starting to pay a little bit of attention mm. to it. Um, and this is when Vinnie Federa was making the stuff for Ken Smith. There's, there's a big name in basses. Absolutely. So then that relationship came apart and Vinnie moved down the road, but then ended up still making them for Ken. There's some vagary in the history there. But Anthony started working with Vinnie because he was the one who was making them all along anyway to really refine the idea of the contrabass guitar. Nice. And then everybody else went, okay, that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. So five string bass adds what? Five notes. Yeah. To to the to the range of the bass. And mm -hmm. if you ever end up working as a as a bassist in uh, theater pits, mm -hmm. uh, anything like that, a lot of times they have those notes written in. Oh yeah. So it's almost a necessity to really play a five-string bass. Yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine doing pit work with less than a five. Right. Honestly, it just you know six would be better. Right. Um, yeah. Look at the electric bass book for West Side Story, mm -hmm. which nobody plays, <laughs> because um, Leonard Bernstein was looking at the electric bass and said, what's the range? And somebody explained the range. So he wrote for the entire range of the instrument on that part. It's almost unplayable. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've played that um, production. Yeah. And everybody uses the upright. But I played on guitar, though. Right. Yeah. It's uh, there's some wild stuff in that. Yeah. Um, it's fun. <laughs> it I, I love playing that show. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I would think at, at least a five with a low B. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like both my my main electric upright and my regular acoustic upright are fives with a high C. Okay. Because I solo a lot. Yeah. And it's just easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's five is great. You can do it with a high C. I have seen a lot of jazz guys mm-hmm. will do that. So looking for maybe soloing. Yeah, if they're if they're soloing or they're doing more interesting stuff where you just don't need those bottom five notes. But to me, you and I are talking about this off camera. It's this way mm-hmm. is where it makes the biggest difference. Yeah, you know, having that, being able to go. That's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, yeah. But instead of having to play a G there. I can play it here. Okay. So, you know, all of a sudden I've got a a tenth and I'm two octaves up. Or, no, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm an octave and a fifth. Anyway, so that's the fifth. I'm thinking six string. Okay. Six string, then yes, you would be two octaves up. Yeah. Right there. Wow. Nice. That's really convenient. <laughs> um, and I've had discussions with guys who ask me why I play six mostly. Okay. Um, I explained there is a great difference in the quality of the note depending on where you play it. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so if I play that there, they sound like two different things, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. I have my choice of sort of tonal envelope is the way I think about it. Yeah. You know, this is a, a brighter, more open sound. That's a tighter, darker sound. Yeah. Um, which on some things like if if you so if you need the notes to be short and kind of thick sounding, mm-hmm. you know you could do that. Just, yeah, especially if you you know do the Anthony Jackson mute and play with your thumb thing, you which okay. sounds then it it kind of sounds it's still a little darker, a little a little deader. So yeah, it it it's more tonal options. You're not just stuck with. Yeah, same thing. Like you know, if I play, I play that G, and then I'm there. Yeah, I can't even think today. You know, there's, there's. This sounds terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's two different sounds. Yeah, it is. As and um, I on, on guitar, I I try to. Oftentimes I'll, I'll I'll go with the longer string length mm-hmm. if I can, uh, just just work like that because I kind of prefer. But I notice watching different guitarists on online a lot of times they'll, they'll play up here in this position, mm-hmm. and but it's a different sound. But it's it is it's not really right or wrong. It's just uh, yeah. But you also get thing. more reach, right? You have more reach because the kind frets of the, are closer together. Yeah, the four or five frets before the octaves. If you're coming up. About a third of the way on the neck. Yeah. All of a sudden, you can. You know, you can. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I moved into playing six string, and my challenge there was that um, the tuning, the association of the number six, somehow. <laughs> <there's just> a, <laughs> I could I couldn't break away from guitar tuning. No, you just stuck with that. That's right, because you tuned your six. Yeah, so I tuned the six. I just I kind of just gave up because 
I would I would practice all the fourths, which I I, I love that, mm -hmm. um, and it makes so much sense. But then when I would go over the guitar, then I'm missing everything by a fret. <laughs> <laughs> when I get to the second string, <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm just like that. That took so much getting used to just standard tuning right. that. I'm just like kind of stuck with that, or or I have to just do a really uh, big mind bending adjustment. Re reprogram you because I think yeah. you know there's that <laughs> apocryphal story that Alan Holdsworth said that he wished it you know, he wished he'd figured out that he could have just tuned to fourths. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like guitar should be in fourths. That's just yeah. I think that would be really 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 cool. There's a there's a trade off there, um, and we think about like the ukulele, mm -hmm. you know, and and how some of the notes, like um, if you were to play you know, this kind of voicing, it does lay kind of comfortable, comfortably for chords in some instances. Uh, if you had a chord like, uh, how about like C major seven, like the first inversion, right. kind of a, a pretty chord. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when you go up here, then it becomes a little bit harder to play. Because right. this one is over yeah. here, this one. And then when you get down here, it's like, and unfortunately these strings are closer, but if you wanted to play it here, it's just like, whoa. Oh, it's huge. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. So it is kind of a trade-off, but as far as melodic playing and bass playing, in a, in a sense, it's, it's very melodic. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because yeah. you're playing single notes and they're low, but mm -hmm. you're you're creating melodies and lines. Yeah, it's like we talked about in the last video. It's mm -hmm. like one of my thing that makes me so happy on a jazz gig is when I can come up with a bass line that is its own standalone melody. You can strip the band away and yeah, it would yeah, just be itself, but it supports what's going on in the band, the chord structure and the soloist and yeah. whoever. So it's doing two things at once and that's just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of guitar and bass and, and all this, so sometimes we play with a pick and sometimes we don't mm -hmm. don't play with a pick and I've known some guitar players who don't use the pick at all um, usually they tend to be more classical but I have even known some jazz guys who just really prefer to use fingers and well like Kevin Eubanks mm -hmm. just because he's a fan of Wes Montgomery yeah okay so it's just it's playing it's with his thumb. thumb yeah yeah and then uh, we were talking again off camera about Matteo Mancuso. Look this guy up. Oh yeah. Boy. Um, yeah, no pick at all. It's basically a modified classical guitar technique. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes you question the use of a pick. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I I kind of like the the use of the pick on the on the bass. I'm, I'm trying this out on my my latest recording. Yeah, which sounds great. I was just we were listening to it, and it does. Thanks. It sounds terrific. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. It's, a, it's yeah. a great. Like I said, it sounds a bit like Steve Swallow, yeah. which is a really cool tonality. It is, yeah. But having having the the front end of the note so clear. That's why I think you know, recording wise, it's kind of cool like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for live playing, I don't know. I mean, just just kind of laying out this this bed that doesn't need a firm attack is kind of nice. But yeah, but I don't know. The, you know, the faster the tune the tighter everything has to be. Mm -hmm. And then if you're playing an instrument with a long attack, yeah, um, it's like my, I have an NS electric upright that's set insanely low. Okay. I love that low action. And it uses the NS modern strings. Yeah. 
it's all growl. It's just very long. Uh -huh. it, the, that bass does not go fast. Okay. It's just not, it, I have to do all kinds of elaborate muting things yeah. to get it to behave. So it, it, it limits its purpose, but it's really good at what it does. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, this, as the faster you play, the tighter everything has to get. Yeah. You know, which is one of the things where it does come in handy to shift up here. Okay. You know, because if you're playing at a... Yeah, it's a little deader. Yeah. It's a little tighter. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, uh, I mentioned Walter Namath a couple times, but he mm -hmm. was telling me that this is your kind of chop builder mm -hmm. area, he would say. And then, you know, over here, it's just easier. Yeah, so. that's where, that's where you, <laughs> that, yeah, this is where you learn, that's where you work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's kind of cool. Um, but, but yeah, we're both working on the pick thing on bass. I'm trying to. Are you? Okay. Yeah, because it's like for this thing we did earlier, you know, it's just trying to get that. to get kind of get my sort of single picking speed up because yeah. otherwise it's just a lot of you know hammer-ons and pull-offs yeah okay yeah. that's fun <laughs> um but yeah but i need to just sit, sit and go through the combinations so you do know. you work on alternate picking at all or is it that's mainly... really what i'm working on okay yeah because yeah, because just going you know do that but it cuts your speed in half yeah 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 so that that's why i'm really wanting being able to being able to do that sort of thing you know so I'm, i've been working on going like thirds and then minor thirds and nice. you know kind of thing um but really working on that yeah yeah i think that is so um very fruitful to work on alternate picking, and uh, you know, musically, I think when when you have the down and it's a heavy beat, mm -hmm. that sound works nicely. Yeah, you know, with that, and then having the upstroke thing, maybe somewhat lighter. I mean, of course, with technique, we can work on getting that all sound very even. I mean, that's that's a goal that's, too. I mean, that's you listen to Anthony Jackson play with a pick. Yeah, it is dead even. Yeah, you can't tell a lot of times. You can't tell how, what he's using. Mm. Is he using his fingers? Is he doing the muted thing with the thumb? Or is he using the pick? It's so consistent. He's it, just got that technique yeah, so down. Yeah, it's just so solid. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Because nice. <laughs> you'll be listening and go, oh, that's a really nice fingered style. And you look and, no, that's a pick. It's right. actually a <laughs> um, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really want to do that. And if you look at like Carol Kay, the great Carol Kay, played absolutely everything with a pick. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. So it came from guitar and ended up playing bass. Um, it works. <laughs> it does, and it was a weird. It was a weird experience. So I went. I went to uh, record the bass lines on this on this tune that's hopefully come out very soon. Uh, the red one by uh, Pat Metheny, and um, I was playing, you know, finger picking, and just looked over, saw a pick laying there, and pick it up and then it was it was like kind of the aha moment it's like yeah. oh that's the sound that's that's what i want for this really good. now the question is which part of the pick were you using so using the pointy bit or the shoulder i actually used the pointy bit when i've experiment experimented with that 
before I used more of the the softer slope. Yeah. Uh, which which I liked, and that was my initial thing. I thought that would be kind of the way to go. Yeah, because for kind this I used the pointy end. I don't know it why. It is kind I did of that. a. Slightly more indistinct attack, mm -hmm. isn't it? Don't yeah, you think? yeah, it is. Instead right. of rounder. Yeah, I mean, there's that, which definitely has that click attack to it, or yeah, which is yeah, because you're just coming at it with so much more meat here. Yeah, um, and I'm still trying to find good picks. I have a friend who loves nylon picks. Okay, so pick that I I use is the. Um, this is, what is it called? Blue chip mm -hmm. pick. And they're really ridiculously expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, of course. That's not one of the ceramic ones, is it? No, it's some material. I think the story that I remember hearing or reading is that there was, there was a guy or a company who came up with a very strong material. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, wow, this is a really strong material. What do we do with it? And they started making picks as just like a side thing, and, and uh, it, it caught on a little bit. So I first heard about it through some some friends who are into bluegrass playing and acoustic music, and they they were saying, oh, you know. So they had them, and they were saying, oh, you know, we should get Jim a a pick for his birthday, you know, because they're they're like pretty expensive. Mm. They're like thirty five bucks. And uh, and then they and then they they were so they were telling me this and they said well but we, we didn't know what kind of shape because they have all these different shapes oh. and um, so anyway um, I, my wife got one for me and uh, and then I became very concerned about losing it right <laughs> so I got <laughs> a little pouch <laughs> and I actually trained myself for three months mm -hmm. to not lose this pick. Like yeah. I, I just trained my hand to like it goes on this little pick pouch, yeah. uh, which is right over there, <laughs> and uh, that's just where it goes. Yeah. Like I deliberately train myself to just habituate to that, yeah. and then I did. I, I I'd be like, I wonder where my pick is. And that's where it is because yeah. you know your mind does things. Yeah, know? yeah. And it's uh, on a gig. At the end of the gig, you just want to get out. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's like Delrin or something. I have to look that up because I know. You want to try it? What's that feel like? Wow. But yeah, they have all sorts of different shapes, and I, I think a, Julian Lodge is uh, is endorsing them. That's a really good feeling pick, isn't it? Yeah. The sound is really good, and I've I've experimented with experimented with some other kind of pricey picks, but never found something that just has that that yeah, sound to um, Yeah, that's oh yeah. It's kinda night and day. That's that's not subtle, is it? No. Is it? no. That's <laughs> damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just blew thirty-five. Uh, yeah, probably. Because <laughs> um, I know there's um Anthony Jackson might be using those. Okay. Because I know for a long time he used, there's this company that makes, uh, it's like industrial ceramic. Okay. And they're glazed with this, I don't know, aerospace grade stuff. Yeah. Protect the space shuttle. Okay. Um, it's kind of the same thing. It's just 
yeah. incredibly strong, yeah. perfectly smooth. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that is not subtle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then I look at, um, uh, and all of a sudden I am completely brain dead. Uh, Carl's Benefit, who okay. plays the pick. Okay. And he does a hybrid technique, which is yeah. my end goal. Okay. It is nice. really to be able to, yeah, being able to nice. do that because it's once you get the very Spanish thing going. Yeah. He plays with one of those giant triangular picks. Okay. Because he can almost, you know, they're almost the size of like an oud pick, which is that very strange shape. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he really gets his hand really on, there, on yeah. it. So he's got this huge amount of contact on a little tiny bit coming down, which you can't see on the screen. Yeah. But um, so you watch him play, and it's, he's just flying because there's nice. no flex. Yeah. But then he can. You know, he's doing these rolls where he's oh, kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah. Nice. I am so sad. I really endure. I have. <laughs> but, okay, that's annoying. Pretty that cool. Is so, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're looking for picks, I, I don't have an endorsement with them or, uh, or any, uh, any connection at all, but uh, mm -hmm. other than I, I own uh, some of these. Okay. And, Nice blue chip people. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. You, you could send them on. We'll we'll review them right here. Yeah. <laughs> and if any of you have ever used them, leave leave a comment or let us know what picks you use. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is what what's your favorite pick? So the classic fender medium. Mm -hmm. Um, and do you use hybrid picking or no picking at all? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think for me, honestly, the hybrid picking is really the next thing. Yeah, I should work on that a little more too. But I, mostly, I use hybrid picking for, for doing chords. So sometimes I'll I'll play a chord and I want I want the notes to ring at the same time. Right. You know, so I'll just do that so that it feel it feels kind of tight in the rhythm mm -hmm. section. So I'll just kind of do like these little three note chords or something. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. I was uh, years ago. I saw a thing about um, high life music. Okay. African High Life, yeah. which has a really, like King Sonia Day and, and those guys, they have a really unique guitar sound. Mm -hmm. Very bright. Yeah. Um, and they play like that. Okay. Uh, they, and what I was reading is they, they're either doing like, you know, everything all at once. Yeah. Uh, or it's on an upstroke. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, downstrokes are apparently very, very rare. Really? Yeah. But that <laughs> being able to, because uh, I think that the idea was that otherwise it's just it becomes okay, and it kind of mushes across and and high life music is very brisk. Okay, yeah, you know it's moving. So you get you get the higher sounds first. I, I would I would I can see that. I yeah. can see how that might might be appealing. Yeah, it, it when you really start thinking about it, you're like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hybrid picking. Is basically when you take take the pick and then you use two fingers or a fourth. I will occasionally use that, not really on purpose, mm -hmm. but but occasionally I'll use the fourth finger just if I want to get four notes, right. and that's really the only kind of time that I use that. Mm -hmm. But um, hybrid and then picking and then one thing that's kind of kind of cool too, which I've seen I think Schofield does this, 
and maybe we've talked about it a little bit, which is taking the uh, the the thumb and then doing the index. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of doing. It's kind of like if if you took if you took a peck inside out and had to yeah, <laughs> do well, it's, it's kind of sort. It's like kind of you know half classical technique. Mm -hmm. It's like you just take away the, this half of the hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you'll see flamenco guys uh, will do that. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know I, I've talked about Dominic Di Piazza before. Okay. And that's how he plays. Yeah. You know, he does this. And he just. Yeah. So insanely fast. You nice. really wonder how his brain goes that quickly. Yeah. Um, Hadrian Farad. Okay. Plays. This is sort of his go-to okay. thing. Yeah. Um, and he'll switch to this when he needs that sound. You know, he'll. All right. Show you on the camera. So instead of you know, you can do this or you can do this. It's two different sounds. Yeah. Um, I can play quickly that way, but I need to. Learning how to anchor this arm. Yeah. One thing I, I'm trying to do with this technique is, which I haven't worked at it a whole lot, but uh, I try to do a rotation mm -hmm. so that I try to keep these somewhat stable. Okay. Yeah, because I. And then I just make like little compensation. The movements are a little more like compensations mm -hmm. for for whatever I'm I'm feeling if I'm not close enough. Yeah, yeah that's the way I've kind of approached it a little bit. I, I've played with that a bit. The problem okay. is the distances are too great. Mm. So okay. the rotation ends up becoming farther. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then watching guys like Farad and, and Di Piazza and mm -hmm. some of these maniacs, I'm noticing it's it's very little motion. Yeah. You know, it, it's really. Yeah, economy of motion. I, I remember yeah. seeing um, not a guitarist kind of thing, but if you ever watch Charlie Parker, mm -hmm. um, you know, just visually, it's just like he's just standing there. Economy of motion. It's just accuracy and 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 just great technique. Yeah, and he, you know, if, if when I see somebody with their fingers flailing around, mm -hmm. um, or they're not using, or they have their fourth like this, first yeah. off, don't do that. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'll see people kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're just slow. Yeah. It's the, the speed isn't there, but if you can do this thing, we've talked about technique a ton on here, getting this whole relaxed yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a teacher friend of mine about this whole uh, left arm thing, and I said, you should be relaxed from your left ear down. Okay, nice. And he said that he he's always taught from the shoulder, and I'm like, well, your neck gets stiff hmm. if this is wrong. I said, so ear down. Ear down. Uh, and you have an ear hand connection too. So that's, absolutely. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so you, you want it like this, and if you can keep everything close and keep that, a... yeah, exactly. Great, nice. yeah, that's 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 where that is. Now I do watch Anthony Jackson played. Sometimes his fingers go way out. Okay, but I notice it's because he's got two or three or four strings sounding. So he's trying to and avoid muting. Possibly. He's basically leaping over. Yeah. So he's kind of I I heard it called a, a bridge once where you're kind of yeah. You know, if I'm, I want this and this, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's annoying and it looks silly, but it works. Works, yeah. You know, organ. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of Victor Wooten. He can do a lot with the harmonics too. Yeah, he gets a. Yeah, yeah. Get a, what's, what's that? His bass does not respond like my fretless. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so there's this, this whole thing reaching over works if you need to miss the strings. I think. Yeah. If you're skipping strings. Yeah. Otherwise, keep them down and like I said, do the trumpet yeah. part. Get, just that, yeah, minimal movement. Um, now, sometimes you, if you tap, you can also maybe get a little bit further mm -hmm. away and just kind of attack the string, something yeah, the, like that. But yeah, and the interesting thing I found, guitar takes more effort to tap than bass yeah, does. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Because um, it's close, this bass is not as low as I'd like it, but my other instruments are insanely low. It's actually much easier. It takes very little to. Yeah. But when I've tried guitar, it's like, really? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, the the higher up the strings are, the harder it, it is. So, I mean, the the thinner the strings, or the higher the sound. So it may have something to do with that. But yeah. You know, but down here, it's just easy as easy as pie down well, you here. Know, I've played a bunch of Chapman stick. Uh, and the high strings are, uh, he always does an unusual gauge sets, but they're very flexible. Okay. Uh, and he, every Chapman stick is split, you know, in two halves. Yeah. So the high side, you can run it hotter. So you're letting the amp do a lot of it because, yeah, okay. you're not going to have much volume yeah. from, the, from the velocity of your finger. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But having, yeah, super flexible string. Yeah, and then enough gain just on that part. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, that's one thing I, I I try to work towards in in some of the the playing that's maybe like quicker passages and things is is tapping without without picking, mm -hmm. um, and and even just get a little ghosted note because yeah. so it's so it's there, but it, it really sounds good if you're not kind of hit over the head with the same volume on every single note. Right. Um, on a on a bebop head or something, you know, yeah. just like ghost ghost a few notes and mm -hmm. and and get get some variety in the, in the sound that kind of eases it up and loosens it up. Yeah, I mean, ghosting is for bass players is vital. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, because if you're doing okay, yawn. But if you're going, if you're going, God, now I can't even think. More interesting instead of yeah. You know, it puts some propulsion yeah into yeah. it. So yeah, so I'll do that sometimes. Yeah, you know. I think playing playing time too with 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 just the left hand I think is an important skill to gain. Oh yeah, as well you know. Um, even if it's a simple slurring sort of thing like a hammer on, um, that needs to take place in time. You know, mm -hmm. so a lot of times that the right hand kind of kind of gets there with folks, and then and then once they go to play a slur, then the rhythm gets disjointed. Disjointed. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You and I both studied upright bass, mm -hmm. studied classical bass. Yeah. And teaching slurring is a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. They spend a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, learning how to mm -hmm. you know, how to do the slurs and move. And it's not taught so much 
on these instruments, which I think is yeah odd. Yeah, it is. And and if you listen to like Matheny, which I think everybody, every guitarist should, or mm -hmm. any musician, or any person in the world, <laughs> <laughs> for that matter. Uh, but the phrasing and how how that's how he interprets just just a line, you know, for a variety of volumes and slurring and mm -hmm. and but it's all it all works in in a specific rhythm. Yeah. You know, so yeah, he t he tends to think. I know I've talked to a lot of guitar players about sort of the harmonic structure that he creates, mm -hmm. which is astonishing. Yeah. Let's be honest, but there is a not so much rhythmic, but feel structure that's unique to every song. You, you know it's yeah. Matheny. Yeah. But there is a certain thing um, that just gives it a certain feel. Yeah. Which is really incredible that there's that much. And you know he's thought about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the level of detail he gets into is really pretty, yeah. pretty incredible. Um, and on all of this, I was watching, um, there's a thing on YouTube called Playing for Change. Okay. And they'll take a famous musician and a big song mm -hmm. and then have players from all over the world do it. And then they edit it together. And really cool. And yeah. there's people you've never heard of and then famous people. And um, I love watching these. But there was, uh, the latest one I saw was Jackson Brown's Doctor My Eyes. Mm -hmm. Great tune. It's, it's yeah. a really old tune now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's him and Lee, the great Lee Sklar uh, sitting, playing together. And then there's all these musicians basis, yeah. from all. And I'm watching Lee Sklar's left hand. Okay. So look up the tune, Dr. My Eyes, and the bass part is kind of. Yeah. Watching him play it, it's. He's got his hand basically on the strings, right? Yeah. Watch him kind of lifting just a little. Yeah. Instead of okay, that's nice enough. Yeah, because you get a little flesh on it, and then you end up changing it a little bit. Just a little bit, and you're 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 muting just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I do that playing fretless a lot. Okay. Especially to control the envelope of the note. Yeah. You know, because I can hit a note. You know, and really control how quick yeah. and my fretlesses tend to be they uh, sustain forever right you know two three minute long sustain it's kind of nuts sometimes um, you can get a bit of swell too exactly that, that. you can you can hit a note you know kind of take it down and then let off again yeah and it's just a little control yeah and that's just using your finger on the string but yeah. watching him do this kind of instead of it's subtle. Boy, does it work. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Find playing for change. Watch all the videos. They're yeah, really incredible. Yeah, um, and then you know, guitars. We can we can mute on this side, and and we, yeah, we can do that kind of mute here as well. We can do all that stuff. So. Yeah, so yeah, bass players. You know, we've got the. Uh, you know, you can use your thumb back here. I mm -hmm. do that a lot because mm -hmm. it's just. Yeah. Cool. Um, works great with a pick. You can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go really dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a 
real percussive sound. Yeah, I mean, there, there you go. There's a few years worth of practice, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, just working those techniques out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And let us know what you're working on and, yeah. and what questions you might have about some of these things. And um, we should mention that um, you've got a cable company. I, I do have a company called Instrument Audio. Yeah. And I do custom cables, do custom instrument wiring. I'm working on a new preamp. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's just really cool. The prototype sounds amazing. Great. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so all kinds of fun stuff. Awesome, awesome. So remember to subscribe and mm -hmm. like. Please. And leave a comment. Let us know what you'd like to hear about. And, uh, and we'd be glad to talk about it. Yeah, don't forget, hit the bell down there. I, always, I never get it right. It's down over there. Yeah. Hit the bell so that you get the notifications when we have put up another one of these. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, John. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Yeah, you're welcome. And I will see you all in the next one, or we will see you all in the next yeah. one. See you next time. Mm -hmm.